Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 282. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. KC, what up, dog? Chasers, what up? How we doing? Chasers, what up? Gotta give the chasers some love. Oh, geez. What's up, man? What's new? Uh, well, I forgot my wallet going to Costco today, so that was fun. And if you've ever been to Costco, I know I already uh, told you this story, but for the people who who haven't, heard I can't. It. I can't go there. If you've ever been to Costco, well, maybe this is just. Northern Virginia Costco's. I don't know. But when you go to get gas at Costco, which, by the way, is like $12 a gallon. Can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah. We're getting into the moon landing conspiracy at the end of this episode, the 3 <laughs> fake number two. But I'm starting to think there's some conspiracy business going on with gas prices. I waited through the whole line. When you, when you go to Costco, again, possibly just only in Northern Virginia, you have to wait because there's like 10 cars at each pump and you just mm-hmm. got to fall in line. So I, I'm over there trying to be quick and efficient because the parking lot's just packed. I was like, all right, we need to get through this line, go in and get the groceries, and be out. Wait so through went, the whole you, you're line. You're going gas first before groceries. Yeah, because I'm able to to formulate my plan of attack. Like, okay, these are the things I know we need. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going to go to the store first, and then I'm going to go here, bounce over here, grab that, and be on mm-hmm. my way. Mm-hmm. I sit through the whole line go to grab my wallet and i'm like no no it's in here somewhere it wasn't in there it wasn't anywhere to be found in fact it was miles away you hate back at the it. apartment you hate to see it i hate to see it so then i had to go over come back and then do the whole dog and pony show again you got to get the apple pay i think i think that's yeah the and i know i know there's people saying well you're a freaking idiot why don't you just pay with your phone i'm not no I'm 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 old school still. I I are, pay with a you a, credit card. How is a credit card a, old school? By the way, like, are you a pocket check kind of guy before you get out the door? Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that if I if I know I'm going somewhere that I'm going to be gone for a while, I'm going to check make sure I got everything. Yeah. But when I'm more so, sometimes in a hurry, I'll just I'll. I'll look around because I only have two or three spots where I only ever set the important things that I need before I leave. All right. And if I just if I just do a quick glance and I don't see anything, I just assume like, oh, I, I've got it on me or it's in my car or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Clearly, thought I had my wallet on me and got over there and that was my morning. So we got this like little like entryway like table thing like those. Those like skinny tall tables where it's just yeah, like yeah. for like a plant and a couple of pictures and we got this little like like tray like this little like tile tray and that's my spot keys wallet every day when I come out keys wallet right there boom and then occasionally the golf tee because I always leave it in my hat and I forget about it so there's a couple golf tees in there that's the move I'm telling you just a little just need a little tray by the front door boom. Boom, bada bing, bada boom. Keys wallet right there. Cooking with gas. Never again 
But I have anxiety about Costco, so I, I just I don't. I don't like using the word anxiety, but like I genuinely hate grocery shopping just at a regular grocery store. Like I, it changes my mood. It affects my day. And when I'm, when I'm looking around at people and I'm like, why are you in my way? Or when are you planning to move? Cause I got to get to those tomatoes. And you've yeah, been the there people for a that, hot second. The people that really get me are the ones just walking, especially in a Costco, have zero self-awareness. Like, oh, yeah. You need to go in there with a plan. Like, Just guy, have a plan. Clean it up or get out because yeah. the line also, is about a mile and a half long behind it, and I got to get through to get to where I'm going. And those carts are like the size of like Dude, it's smart a small cars. tank. They're huge. Huge. You I could, just you I could, can't do it there. You could run somebody over and severely, possibly even kill them with that cart. Yeah, it's, you're taking toes off. If you're if you got a full cart, toes are being lobbed off. It's madness. Look out, but, kids! But I will say, not to. I mean, I love Costco. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trash it. But I ended my my second visit to Costco today with a nice uh, hot dog and soda combo, which is a dollar fifty. What? A dollar fifty gets you a hot dog and, and a drink. I think that's just worth the membership alone. It is. It the really pizza is. Slaps too. The pizza the hits, pi- bro. The a pizza whole hits. pizza for ten bucks, and it's like sixteen slices. Come on now. You just sold me. You just sold me. I go think. get the membership. I think I'm gonna Costco I had a few and- years ago, but I just never went. Now I think that's the move. There's only a couple places I'll freely promote on this podcast, and it's Dunkin' Donuts and Costco. Like, isn't it kind? Of, it's not that bad, right? Isn't it like fifty bucks for the year or whatever? Yeah, like fifty, sixty bucks. It's worth it. it. The gas alone pays pays for the membership, and then anything you get in the store on top of that. All right, but we're not here you to talk me. about Costco. No free ads. That, that's for our. Well, no, that's that's one of the places I'll freely limited promote. free ads. Limited free ads. Uh. We do have to. Somebody had asked. They they'd followed up the last time we mentioned Costco because we said we were going to become a Costco podcast. Somebody mm-hmm. was curious if we were going to make that happen. I mean, we can. Just I mean, we made shop. the three o. We made the three o fake a thing. What was that? What was that Dane Cook movie back in the day? It was like Employee of the Month or something like that. You ever see that? Yeah. And they have like this little like hideout where they take the lift up to like the third row of the shelves and they have like this whole like setup in there <laughs> and all of them are just are you, chilling, reading are magazines. Are you saying that we need to find yeah, a, we a need to get Costco a studio. and we need to set up a studio in Costco studio? Love that. All you got to do is uh, walk you know in with I, a vest and a name tag and you can, you can own that vest. <laughs> you know what I don't love, however, Nate, is uh, Max Scherzer getting hit with the oblique injury. Just brutal news for your fantasy team. For those who day are curious, after I traded, yeah. Trade for those form. who are curious, Nate goes out and trades from in fantasy, and then just gets uh, hit with this horrendous news. Brutal. Tough break, kid. Tough break. Shout out to James. I did have Jesse Winker also included in that deal, so that helps soften the blow a little bit. But I'm like, dude, come on. Boys are trying to get back on the map off to a rough start. It's all good. I'm not, look, I'm not saying this is the beginning of the end, 
but it's just a little glimpse. And I don't even know how much to, if he's going to miss any time at all. I'm just saying. I think they're saying a month. That's what I read. At least. I'm, I'm just saying. What have I? What have I been alluding to these last few weeks? Nobody wants to believe me. Everybody's on the Mets hype train. I said no. Just give it time. And again, I'm not. I'm not happy that this happened. I love Max. I think he's one of the best competitors in the game, one of the best pitchers in the game. But there's just something about the Mets. They can't get out of their own way. And not that this was anybody in particular's fault, but it, these are just the things that happen. And they, they build and build and build, and it snowballs. And by the end of the season, it's like, well, wait, where are the Mets? Well, they metted. That's what happened. And I'm just I disagree. saying. I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> of course you think they're going to be okay. They're be okay. Beca- well, they have depth. Okay, okay have well, depth. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Your your big your big selling point on the Mets, Max and Buck. Okay, mm-hmm. well, you're potentially losing Max. for. A, he's going to be on the shelf potentially for a little while, assuming some other news comes out in the, the very near future. But what does that say about, about your selling points? I mean, the it's it's the the mentality in the clubhouse has already changed. When they showed up, that's the, that's the switch that got flipped. So their presence is still there. The mentality is still there. The goals are still there. They still have that ro- that roster depth. I mean, Chris Bassett, Taiwan Walker, guys like that are going to have to step up. Um, but I mean, I, I'm I I think they're going to be okay as long as you can tread water for the next month or so if you could go 500 baseball for the next month or so it's clear that the NL East is is not off to the hottest start right the Phillies are I don't know what the Phillies are the Phillies are confusing the hell out of me it seems like the bullpen issue is is just not being able to be solved um you got streaky hitters in there now we're talking about this this Bryce Harper elbow thing. How is the shot going to help him out? Does he need to sit out for a long time? Is it going to affect that hot streak he's on? Right? So Braves, you still got like a little bit of that. I, I think there's a little World Series hangover going on. Um, well, Matt Olsen run, is ice cold. Like, Let me just run through the standings here real quick. Entering Monday, because it seems as though the Mets and Phillies are currently playing. Is that correct? Are they playing right now? Yeah, I think that was a 10 a.m. game. Mets against the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, and then the Phillies versus the Padres. However, entering, what's today, Thursday? Entering Thursday, you got the Mets in first at 25 and 14, the Phillies in second at 18 and 19. Do you know who's in third place right now, Nate? Hmm. Marlins? The freaking Miami Marlins. How about that? Yeah. 17 and 20. That's not nothing really to write home about. Braves 17 and 21, and the Nats at 13 and 26. All so, I'm saying is that they have to tread water. They have sure. to tread water. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's not like they have to go dominate. It's not like they have to keep doing what they've been doing. That's the whole point of getting off to a hot start is that it gives them some flexibility in case these types of things happen. But the 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 post-game interview with the presser with, with Buck – was like, look, man, like that doesn't wait for us. Like the season doesn't wait. We gotta go. We still gotta go. 
It's got to be this next man up mentality. And I think that's what they're trying to create. Time will tell. But it's not like they have to go, you know, 20 and 10 over the next month. You just need to tread water. If you can play 500 ball, you're going to be okay. You just need to stay in the conversation until this rotation gets back and is normal again. I just don't then, feel like there's treading water with the Mets. I just feel like they're either incredibly hot. The old or Mets, yes, but this plummeting. Mets team is deeper. I'm telling you, and the and the clubhouse is different. You got role players and stars, and they're all doing their thing together, and they're all pushing in the same direction. I'm telling you, it's different. It's different. They're just gonna have to score more runs now. That's all. Simple as that, I guess. Score a bunch of more runs. Yeah, I mean, just the Mets. You heard Nate. Just go out and score. Yeah, it's easier. It's it's easier said than done. But it's. Uh, I mean, let me schedule wise. Yeah, I mean they're finishing out the month between the Rockies, Giants, Phillies, and Nationals. So they're gonna hit this rough stretch pretty soon, where they're gonna play good, you know, good teams. You just got to tread water. That's all they got to do. That's all they got to do. They're sitting with a six-game lead. If if they can stay to like a two- or three-game lead by the time DeGrom and Scherzer are back, I think they're going to be okay. Fair enough. That's a reasonable, that's a reasonable enough take. Uh... Another injury update. Chris Paddock of the Minnesota Twins. He's on the shelf for a while. Yeah, old TJ. Old TJ. I said when this when this move initially happened, I said that's that's not your fix. No. Like it's an addition, sure. Yeah. But it's not it's not a fix of any of any real magnitude. And what little value you may have been able to get from him this season. It's now out the window. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I I think I'm not buying in on the twins at all. Sorry. Like none of this is, none of this is, is sustainable. Whatever they're doing, you know, it's just not, sorry. 20, 22 and 16, five and five. They're in first place, by the way, five and five in the last 10. They got a run differential plus 21. I mean this this White Sox team needs to figure it out for sure. But I don't know. I just I don't think it's they're not impressing me at all. I they don't they just have a really light division. Even if they do sneak into the postseason, they're not gonna change my mind. Sorry. The way you feel about the Mets is the way I feel about the twins. The Royals. No, see, that's where we differ. That's where we differ. I don't I don't think the Mets are a bad baseball team. They're a very talented team. Let's just look at the roster. I don't need to sit here and go through names or numbers. Like You're just saying they're gonna they're gonna objectively implode. they're good. It's it's more of just an organizational thing. Like I don't know. It's not the culture because you're right. Things have changed, sure. I don't know how to describe it. It's just this like black cloud over yeah. the Mets. I, I can't I, I can't really explain it, but I just I don't think that that's gone yet. 
maybe soon. I just don't think it's gone yet, which is why I'm not fully sold on them yet. Yeah. I just don't think the Twins are a good baseball team. That's I where, agree. That's, I think that's they're the frauds. Difference. I think they're frauds through and through. The second they signed Correa, I was like, "That this is, you guys are frauds. You're just trying to sell quick, quick tickets. That's it. You're just trying to fill the stadium as as quick as you can, knowing that, hey, you know, it's a great year if we sneak into one of the wild card spots. But it's not going to happen. We've talked about how deep and talented the East and the West are. I don't see two teams, two two teams coming out of the Central. Not happening." And and I do think the White Sox will eventually do what the White Sox do and win this division. It may not be by eight game or you know eight or ten games, but they're they're gonna win this division. It's just a matter of time before they start figuring pieces out. But the Twins are not real, and so for, as far as Chris Paddock goes, like good luck. But like I didn't like the whole like you leave San Diego and you start talking trash about their their uniforms and. It's just like, it's not like you tore it up over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're actually kind of a flop right now. Like, you're kind of a bust. If we're looking at what you've done, like, you're not you're not living up to the hype. So, relax. And now this. So, I... This is probably the last we'll talk about Chris Paddock being relevant. Sorry. Wow, what a take. Um, no, Talking about the Central, though... What's going on in Detroit, man? I mean, we don't have to we don't have to dwell on this too long, but I mean, come on. Yeah. They're well, they're making me out to look like an idiot, man. I was hyping them up. I said last year I was I was mildly excited about him, but then this year I was like, you know what? Yeah. The Tiger and the Royals, to be honest with you. I was I don't even I don't remember how I had them finishing the year in terms of order in the division, but I was like, you know what? It could make a it could make a little bit of a splash, but no, I mean thirteen and twenty five in last place yeah. for the Tigers. Yeah, give it time. Um, Javi was out quite a bit, and I think he's still figuring stuff out. You know, he's I I think he's notoriously known for for getting off to a slow start. So I I think that's that's going to get adjusted pretty soon. They have a talented roster. They have a good manager. Uh, but you have young guys that just like you have to just let sink or swim right now. Like you have to get Torkelson to get it to figure out. You have to let Badu do his thing and just work through this. So they have a lot of guys that are working through issues. But overall, I mean, it's it's you know, I don't know if they're a 500 ball club. I would say there may be like a 70 to 75 win team tops. Just terrible. But that's a good turnaround. Their window hasn't opened yet. I'm not too stressed about that. As of like a few days ago, Miguel Cabrera was had an average. He was hitting 347 in the month of May with a 969 OPS. Did you know that? Yeah, dude, he's lighting it up. What did I tell you? I told you at the start of the season. I mean, maybe the the we still got some work to do on the twenty plus homers, but it's tough to see if if Miggy and Albert will combine for twenty at this point. All right, well, <laughs> we need to talk about that. Uh, Nate, a guy you mentioned uh, just a little bit ago, Carlos Correa. A little bit of a contract update there. Um, 
Big, big surprise here. Just shocking news. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, Carlos Correa presumably is going to walk. Who's surprised by this? Who, if you are, uh, obviously you're not paying attention because this is, this is what it was. This is what it was from the jump. From the jump. So, yeah, I, I think we talked about the fact that it was a shortened offseason with the lockout and, and some of these names didn't get to maximize their potential contracts. They get to maximize those conversations because they couldn't be had. So he's, I mean, it makes sense. Do it over again. Go light it up. Bet on yourself. Play for yourself because it's clear the Twins aren't going to put anything together overall. So just play for yourself. Ball out. Stay healthy. And go sign a new contract this this offseason. We knew this was coming. I mean, did he? I haven't been following the Twins all that closely because I just think they're a fraudulent organization. But has he, in his short stint here, has he really expressed any love for the city or like the team, or is this really just a stepping stone for him? Like, is he giving off that vibe? I don't think so. I mean, would you? I mean that I I do remember seeing that that uh introductory presser and i'm like this is just so uncomfortable for everyone involved does anybody really think he, he's gonna be here by the end of the calendar year come on i've never thought uh, at all in my life have i thought that the twins are worth a second thought a- ever i've never thought about them at all mauer and morneau days didn't even think about it then Toy Hunter days. Didn't think about it then. They're not real. They've never been real. They've never been a thing. Sorry. Like, move that franchise, honestly, because it's that's what I think. I don't think this is a franchise that's ever going to do anything. Ever. Like, they're always this one foot, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out mentality of let's spend money, but let's also pretend we're a small market team. You have this gigantic field that's outdoors in Minnesota. Like, what What are you doing? This is nothing you're going to do is ever going to excite me. Ever. Royce Lewis coming up. Hitting balls across the yard and then gets sent down because Correa comes back. Like, Do do what Kansas City is doing with Bobby Witt. Throw him at third. Put him at third. Put him at second. Like, this is your most exciting prospect. He's clearly big league ready. And you're wasting his time by playing a guy that won't stick around for you. Well, you gotta you gotta find a place for him because it's not like, hey. Correa, we know you're we we know you're out of here, so we're gonna slide you over to to second, so we can let our guy get some some shine. I don't think that. I think keep Royce at second, but Royce has to be playing. Royce Lewis needs to be playing right now. What are you what What are you doing? He's the number one overall pick, and we've been hearing about him for years. And it's like once we get this little flash of oh, he's actually pretty good, and he's up for a week and a half, two weeks, and then he's back down. 
For what? For what? Frauds. Fraud, fraudulent organization forever. Episode 282, Minnesota Twins Fraudulent Forever. Like, who is ever going to be excited about them? At what point? How, who does it take? Not I. MV, MVP status of, of a Josh Donaldson, right? Locking down Byron Buxton? I, nothing they do excites me, ever. Like, you know at what who does point? excite me? Trash. Just trash. trash. Just get the get out of Minnesota. Go. Go somewhere else. Leave the A's alone and send the twins somewhere. Cause they're a waste. Absolute waste. That's all I got. Stephen A. Nate is done with the twins. <laughs> forever. You know. You know who else is going to be done here soon? Hmm. Or I should say what is going to be done soon. And that's going to be Juan Soto's time in D.C. Because just came out the other day and said that uh, apparently, according to, quote, rival executives, that the Nats are going to be looking to ship him out of town. What a waste, man. What a, what just a major L of a move. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't get it. I I don't get. Here, well, here's my question. If there's ever an opportunity to spend money, this is the most opportune moment. What are you, you saving kn- for? If you knew you were going to get rid of Juan Soto, why didn't you do it at the end of last season when he put up an MVP campaign, MVP-worthy campaign? He was in the hunt for the MVP. Why wouldn't you do something with it then? Don't subject him to this garbage year of a season that you're putting out on on the field with this completely lackluster product. Yeah. I mean, this is terrible. We all knew they were going to finish presumably last in the division, but this is yeah. atrocious. Yeah. Why are you subjecting him to this? And then you're saying, well, oh, yeah, by the way, you're out of here. Yeah, well, to be fair, this rumor is coming from an, an, a, a, an anonymous executive that's not attached to the Nationals, correct? That's what I read is that it was yeah. it was a, an opposing executive. Yeah, but that's, I... That's, he's basically just cooking stuff up. I don't I mean, know if I, this is fact. Yeah, I mean, we know how these things go. So, somebody from some, from a certain camp throws something out to stoke the yeah. fire a little bit, get the get the gears turning across the league. Yeah, this is a it. Scott Boris intern posing as an oh, anonymous no. executive that's that's with some other team. That's what this it is. This is some like little pimply faced fifteen year old who's <laughs> like fronting as like a as the GM of like the <laughs> the. I don't know the Phillies. Who knows? Or the Braves. I don't know. Apparently people like the idea of Soto with the Braves. I mean, that's that's a scary thought in and of itself. 
But my point is, or my thought rather, is that I, I believe it regardless. Like the Nationals just do not have the greatest history of keeping guys around, as we've as we've very well seen. I mean, sure, they have they have a couple examples of uh somewhat lucrative lucrative contracts that they've handed out where it's like, okay, that that's cool, but yeah, I feel like some of those instances were related to maybe the World Series win, a la Steven Strasburg, because that yeah. followed shortly thereafter. But a guy like this, you let Harper walk. You're going to let Soto walk. At what point, and I've said this, I have always said this, and you can roll back the tapes, the receipts are there. Why do you let players like this go when you have them in your grasp? Yeah. What is your goal as an organization? To compete, to put a competitive product on the field. It starts with talent. You have a generational talent no, right there. Yeah, this is this is I mean, I, I don't like giving too much praise too early, but Juan Soto is doing things at his age that no one's ever done. He's he's on pace to be incredible, truly incredible, and so I don't even know if like generational talent is a is a sufficient description. I think it's bigger than that. I think this is a, this is possibly a monumental player, but it's kind of a catch twenty two, right? If if they spend a half a billion dollars on him to stick around how much money do they have to build around him right so that's that's got to be a part of the thought process for Soto as well is that okay well if I stay if I do get my dream contract and I stay put do they have enough pieces that are going to be able to support me do they have enough money to go get those pieces both of those seem like a no Right, but you could make that argument for just about anybody. Like we were talking about it uh, the other day with like the Braves for an for an example. He's not going to get that money in in Atlanta for the way that they wheel and deal. He's not going to get that money in Atlanta. And then you look at these other these other seemingly multi trillion dollar teams that are out there. They've already they've spent crazy money already because that's yeah. Like for the Dodgers, for example, it's like. Sure, it's like, well, they got lots of money. Well, they've yeah. spent a lot of money too. Yeah, well, I know so, that the Padres are linked to it as well, and it's like, how, how do you have – you're going to have a billion dollars tied up with three players. A billion dollars. That's not an exaggeration. That's a billion dollars locked up for three players if you bring Soto in between Manny, Tatis, and Soto. How how do you do anything else? How do you fill any other spots? I don't know. The Blue Jays. I could kind of see it. I could kind of see the Blue Jays. Someone's racing outside, apparently. On Somebody a- said, "Oh, Soto's available." Yeah, Soto, let me race <laughs> over there. Let's go. Let's go sit down at the negotiation table. If you're the Nationals, you need. Four big league solid starters, not p- 
pitchers, just starters, starting nine guys, four of them, and at least one or two prospects that are pretty high. In my mind, that's what you need. So if you look at the Blue Jays, I mean, you would say, I'm going to need Teoscar Hernandez. I might need Lourdes Gurriel. I'll take Kevin Biggio because it's clear you guys don't want him. And I'll probably take um, maybe Danny Jensen or their catching prospect who's like right around the corner. I don't remember his name. I just looked it up. He's one of the top prospects for sure. Gabriel Moreno. Um, Yeah, you're going to have to ask for quite a bit. And then if you're on the Blue Jays side of things, what's the, what does it say to your clubhouse if you give up a half a billion dollars to Juan Soto and then you're going to have to somewhat manage those contracts with, with Bo Bichette and Vladdy? Not to mention you got Springer on the books. Springer as well. I don't know. I don't I think you're right. I don't know if there is a team that can give the Nationals back what they should get back. If they flip him, they need a lot. And I mean like immediately turn yourself into a third place team. Immediately flip back into an eight a, a 500 team or better. I've, how many I, how many teams can just do that with their roster? I don't know. I've thought about this a lot, and and I swear I, to God, I, if if Juan Soto goes to the Twins, I'm gonna lose my freaking mind. He's not going to the Twins. I hope right. not. Chisel it in stone. Juan Soto's not going to the Twins. And if he does, it's gonna be the same crap that Correa did. But I don't think yeah. Soto is gonna even Soto wouldn't waste the time of his day to entertain. What was it? A, a three-year deal for Correa? Yeah, technically, three-year deal. Oh, a three-year contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the opt-out. Yeah, two of them. Soto's Soto's not going to waste his breath. Neither is Boris. He's not going to waste his breath with that. But the thing for me, and I think if I haven't stated it already, today's where today's a day where I plant my flag. When it comes to proven talent versus prospects i am so beyond done with the prospect hall in these in these conversations that's what i mean it needs to be big league big league guys like i don't care how highly touted they are if you have a guy and i will forever be in this camp i'm not changing my mind i'm sorry because i've seen it i've seen it i've seen it fall out in a negative way too many times if you have proven talent that is performing and producing i don't care how highly touted the prospects are there's no guarantee yeah there's no guarantee that they make it to the big league level and can handle whatever pressure that may come their way there's no guarantee that they can make it to the big league level and handle the fans and in a given mm-hmm. market, wherever they may yeah. end up. It's too many, too many factors that you can Way too many variables yeah. for you to be able to convince me 
that a prospect haul is worth a guy such as Juan yeah. Soto or really any other comparable superstar for that. That's what I mean. That's what I mean is that if you're the Nationals, you can go team by team, and I think you should pick three or four guys that are in their current starting lineup. And I think that's the route you would go. And so that's what I mean by Blue Jays is that you can get – I think you could get Tay Oscar. You could get Lourdes. You could get Biggio. And then a couple prospects. I think that's doable. I think that's something that could help for sure. But if you really want to hang on to Juan Soto, you have to show that you're going to spend money and bring pieces in beforehand. I think that's what Boris in, in that in that camp is waiting for, saying, okay, well, like if you really want to keep us, show me how you're going to build around us. I need to see a game plan. Because I'm not too familiar with the Nationals, you know, farm system, but I don't think it's, I don't even know if it's it's top 10, is it? I doubt it. I really doubt it. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that they would have to bring back to, to make up for the difference of losing Soto, or they'd have to prove that, hey, we can build around him and we're going to start doing it in good faith. As of March of this year, the Nationals are 23rd. Yeah. Well. Their top 100 prospects are Cade Cavalli and Brady House. Here's a, here's a thought. I bet Rizzo gets let go. I bet Rizzo gets fired before this this happens. Before any decision on Soto happens. Why not? I just like you're I, locking down Strasburg. You gave money to Patrick Corbin. You let Scherzer go. You let Trey Turner go. You, I just you kept Zimmerman around too long. Carter Keboom seems like he's eh. Right. No, I'll I'll give a pass on the Zim thing. That's that's a unique situation. Like. That's more of just it's like still a, money being spent in in not the right direction. Yeah, but that's pocket change. Zimmerman's contracts, all things considered, that's pocket change. Not Strasburg and, and, and Patrick no. Corbin. Those two are bad contracts. Even I, after Strasburg's performance in the 19 postseason. Well, that's the thing. I think we talked about that, and I think our takeaway from that was like it's we're we're okay with some of these contracts being rewarded out for previous results or efforts, if you mm -hmm. will. And I think that was one where it's like, it's probably not going to pan out for them moving forward, but yeah. tip of the cap to a guy that's, you know, kept the, for however many years, kept the nationals in the headlines for whatever reason. I mean, his debut, the, the hype yeah. surrounding him, leading up to that and and thereafter uh i mean i don't know but to your point it's still as it stands today that's still bad money moving yeah, forward it's bad money i don't see i don't see them hanging on to josh bell the rest of the year no how the way he's playing he i was i gotta admit i was making uh i was doing a little fantasy research I, I spend a lot of my days I know. 
lot of my free time just browsing the browsing the fantasy app, just seeing what I can find. Yeah, seeing what I can find. Josh Bell, I don't remember when it was that I checked. He was like one of the top ten or maybe top fifteen point getters in baseball. So with the way he's been playing, probably not going to be finishing the year in a Nationals uniform. No. You might as well package him with Nelson Cruz somewhere. I just hate this slow bleed out for the Nationals. Just rip the Band-Aid off and be done. Like if 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 you're if you're throwing yeah. in the towel on on Soto, I wish you would have done it earlier rather than subject him to this What was the initial offer? season? Was it like 13 and 13, like 350, I believe. Not only that, but you run four. the you run the risk of him getting hurt this year, and then that creates its own issue. And again, not that I had any doubts that he wouldn't be able to to replicate what he did last season, but yeah. why not? Like if 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 you're gonna do something with him, if you say that this team has no future for the next four years, then why not get started a little earlier and just be done with it? Yeah, in the offseason, I, I, I don't just understand. Choose. Go, go a certain direction. Flip them or keep them, but do it soon. But I, I think uh, I have a feeling Rizzo is going to be out soon. I think there's changes coming. I hate it. I hate it for Soto. Kid deserves so much better. I want I'm to just see glad- him somewhere else. I want him gone. I don't. I definitely don't want him in the AL East. Well, but, I mean, I I'm biased because I love having him right down the street, and anytime we decide to go down to the downtown sure. for a, a weekend game, I can I can yeah. watch somebody like Juan yeah. Soto. But for the sake of his career, I I don't want him there because they're absolutely wasting his time. Do you have a fit that anything you you would you know anywhere you'd like to see him? I mean, the Blue Jays. I know we talk about the AL East. The Blue Jays that kind of excites me. That'd be I could see that. I really could. I could see because they have the farm and they have the pieces. Yeah, you have you have major league ready talent that you could part way with, but I just don't think it happens this year for the Blue Jays. I don't think they would make that trade this year. No, no. This this would have to be coming from a team that knows that they can extend him, but also is not going to compete this year. That's that's my mentality. If if Soto moves this year. It's got to happen with a team that's kind of out of the hunt, but has right. pieces to move that you're gonna know, have to, they know they want to extend him. Because you're going to have to part ways. Have with, to be good enough. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to part way. To your point, you can't. You're not going to be able to compete this year because you know you're yeah. going to have to give up a lot, and in doing so, you lose any any idea of a bid at a postseason this season because right because you're, you're, you're cutting. You're going to take a good third of your starting lineup, your daily lineup, and you're out. You're gone. Shipping them out of town. So it's going to be, if it is one of those teams, I just, I I can't think of, I don't know how the Padres have the money to do it. I just, I don't understand how. You can't have a billion dollars tied up with three guys. I'm not not a... I'm not a financial expert, but I gotta believe that every team in baseball—I don't care who it is—can uh, can afford a superstar. I agree. even somebody like Juan Soto. So it's like I agree, but three of the them. Nas- 
Yeah, well, the no, Nationals no, no. absolutely can. That's what absolutely I'm saying. Uh, so they can sit there and balk at the numbers that he's talking about, but it's like every team in baseball has to be able to afford somebody like that because that's yeah. just where that's where we're headed. These contracts yeah. are only going to get bigger. Sure. And if you're lucky enough to find come across somebody like this, which again it goes back to my point, you have him here. Yeah. Make it work because you're gonna regret yeah. it. You let Bryce Harper walk. What does he do? Go goes and wins an MVP. I mean, yeah. Well, I whatever. Mean the, I mean that with that ideology. I mean, maybe the Braves. Maybe. If they can decide that they can they can give up that kind of money, maybe. Because if if they're not in the hunt by July, I don't know. I mean, Dansby Swanson, Drew Waters, Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario. You have the little Contreras brother or Darno. Ozuna, you've got pieces that you could throw at this if you ship it in this year. If you punt this year and you think you could spend money, Atlanta has a lot of big league names that I could see them just being done with. And you still keep your core of Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies, Austin Riley, Ronald Acuna, and your pitching staff. If I'm Ronald Acuna, though, and you bring in Soto for half a billion dollars, I'm ripping up my it's, contract. That's the saying, only thing. That's the only thing is that it's going to be a slap in the face to some of those guys. We're going to run this back. Let's try yeah. this again. Yeah. But that means Acuna is probably playing center field every day. Do you want him doing that? I don't know, but man. Imagine, DH... imagine that split up. Imagine DH... Acuna, Albies. Soto Riley. I don't care what you do with five through nine. Who cares? Oh, Matt Olson. I forgot about him. Throw him in <laughs> oh, by after the way. Austin Riley. I don't care by what you do through six through nine. And then you have that rotation that's it's gonna be the the move going forward. I could see the Braves pulling that trigger. It just depends on this season. Yeah. The DH makes things interesting. That's it all does. I'll say. It does. Tell I, don't, me about, I wouldn't want to see Acuna as a full-time DH, but I get what you're no, saying. No, absolutely not. Too athletic. Yeah. Too electric. Uh, speaking of electric, tell me about uh, Big League Chew. I got you. I got Chew. <laughs> oh! There it is. Which, by the way, I know there I mentioned it, it. It was my transition last episode, and there are Big League Chew ad read, but uh, I ran out the other day. It was kind of sad. I know. You got a pack behind you. What's that one hanging up on the wall there? No, that's all rappers, man. Oh, they're already all crushed. They're that's just for the vi- that's for the visual effect. So you These got puppies the, are still full. Got the grape over there. No, that's grape. That's blue raspberry, and you got apple up top. Sour apple. You okay? You got any cavities you worried about right now? Uh, I did have a. I told you I had to get a cavity filled at my last dentist visit. I get it. And they said, said, hey, sorry, we just got sponsored by Big League Chew. This isn't on me. (laughs) They're like, oh, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) 
I would I would risk uh, cavities for that too. No, yeah. don't don't make that connection, folks. It, Big Lee Chew doesn't give you cavities. You have to make some pretty other pretty pretty awful light decisions with the rest of your diet in addition to Big League Chew for that to happen. So I'm proud to say I've Big never Chew. had a cavity. We're gonna keep that streak going a little bit. Tough. Yeah. Lucky lucky for you though. Yeah. Founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouches packed with shredded flavor. So close. Oh! So close. Shredded flavorful bubblegum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches. 900 million, basically what Juan Soto is going to get paid. And is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter, at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Big League Chew. Big League Chew. Um... So we got a few things to talk about here quickly before we get into our 3 fake moon landing conspiracy talk. Wow. I tried to get that little alien whistle going. That was, that was good. Well, that was wasn't good. bad, right? Not bad. Um, let's just address the elephant in the room. Nathan Yavaldi, uh, make out here making history. Mm. And not for not for the right reasons. Uh, goes out on, let's see, today's Thursday, Sox won Wednesday. By the way, throw out a little love to my Sox. They go out and get pummeled on Tuesday and still go out and win the series on Wednesday. They said, I don't care. And for those who are curious, Tuesday, whatever, man, those games happen. After the fourth home run, I don't remember if I texted you this, but I, like after the fourth home run, I was like, at this point, it's just funny. Like, you you can't yeah. escape these games in baseball; they're bound to happen once or twice a season. I don't care who you are. That, that's yeah. just how baseball works. That's how the the law of averages works. And so after after like three, I'm like, all right, if we have any chance of winning this game, we need to tighten it up here, Nate. Not you, the other Nate, and. He he didn't tighten it up. Spoiler alert. Didn't tighten it up. Yeah. Gives up five home runs and two innings of work. Who we got? Jordan, Altuve, Kyle Tucker. Guriel was in there because that Guriel. helped offset some of my fantasy points. Yeah. Uh yeah. They they hit five home runs in the second inning on Tuesday, tying a record for the most home runs in an inning. And Nate becomes just the fourth American League pitcher. I don't know why it says NL slash AL pitcher since 1901 to allow five home runs and two innings of work or less. Hmm. But you're right. I mean, that's how baseball works because the Astros went out the next day and only had two hits. So. I'm telling you, dude. That's that's why I wasn't panicking. That's how it happens, yeah. You yeah. could have went out and lost that game five hundred to one. Yeah, how many wins is that worth? Still loss, yeah. Or how? Yeah, Still for the Astros, loss. how many wins is that worth? One, one yeah. loss for the Red Sox if you lose that game, yeah. five hundred to one. They go out and win the series the next night. See you later. The Mariners are coming into town. 
I wasn't stressed about it. I just wish looks it like, wouldn't have been one of my fantasy starters, but it's fine. Yeah. Looks like looks like Red Sox bats are starting to figure it out a little bit. Starting to warm up a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. So you just you just sit it's tight, clear, friend. It's clear pitching is still going to be an issue for a while, but you can't use that Eovaldi start as as evidence for that argument. That's just that's three starts in a row. That's such an outlier. Like that. When does that ever happen? That's three bad starts in a row. You don't. I have no idea what you guys are doing with Tanner Houck. Whitlock is now a starter. Chris Sale hasn't smelled a cheeseburger in five years. Skeleton man can't handle anything. So I. Also, what are you talking about three starts in a row? The start before this against Atlanta, he had a quality start. I thought he struggled. Six and a third, six and a third, three runs, six Ks. Let me see here. And heck, even the Oh, there it is. Max Scherzer out six to eight weeks. Yeah. Mets are gonna met. And then the start before that against the White Sox. Three earned, five innings, three earned runs, four Ks. I mean, not, not terrible, not A stuff, but not terrible. That's what you're going to say about your ace? Not terrible? You got to have, I'm not you saying have some I'm depth a- there. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying the bats are going to hit. We Everybody everybody knows the Red Sox are going to hit. It's just, it's. I don't know about this, the, the pitching staff in general, rotation and bullpen. I'm not saying Nate doesn't need to step yeah. it up a little bit to be the ace yeah. because I do like I said a couple episodes ago, he is the ace of this staff. But yeah. like I'm not gonna rag him for this. He just needs to turn it around this next start. You you gotta flush that that outing from Tuesday and just move on. And I, I'm sure he will be able to do that. In fact, I'll go as far as saying I can see Nate going seven plus giving up just one run. He's going Sunday. Seven plus. Who are you guys playing? One run or less. The Mariners. It's a four-game set starting tonight. Mark it down. I guess. Cool. My ace. <laughs> my ace is going to be able to flush that that historically poor outing. Yeah. He's going seven plus one run or less. Count it. Um, another uh, couple things here. Got to be quick just for the sake of time. Uh, apparently the Angels are in the middle of. Yikes. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, there's Caught like an the FBI crosshairs. investigation going on. Like, what are we doing? Ooh. Mayor of Anaheim is is a corrupt man, apparently. How does that happen? Yeah. Yikes. I think that mayor was just trying to get a bag. I mean, aren't we all? Yeah. Just day. trying to aren't get a bag and be like, I'm out. Get a bag. Angels, I mean, I you think, guys, you don't have to pay rent anymore. I'm out. I think the majority of us would prefer to do it the legal way, you know, get the bag the legal way. But all right, so it says the $320 million sale of Angel Stadium to the MLB franchise is on hold amid an FBI probe into alleged corruption by Anaheim Mayor Harry Sidhu. Not a good look. Not a good look. City of Anaheim agreed to sell Angel Stadium and its surrounding parking lots to the team in 2019 for $320 million. It was later announced the Angels would only pay $150 million in cash as part of the deal. Mayor Sadu is trying to get his 
it's a quick 150 150 <laughs> large would just walk out the door <laughs> if, i'm reading here fbi special agent brian adkins wrote that sadu quote knowingly provided confidential information intended for the sole use of anaheim and its negotiation negotiating teams to the angels with the intent of concealing his actions from the negoti- negotiating team and the public for the purpose of assisting the angels and himself at the expense of the city of Anaheim. So at the expense of the city, Sadu is trying to get his bag. Got to do what you got to do, I guess. According to the affidavit obtained by the Times, Sadu instructed an FBI witness to lie to a grand jury about discussions Tough. pertaining the stadium sale. Tough. Yeah. The old Sid- bribe and FBI agent. Everyone's seen Ozark. You can't do that stuff. Sadu offered no comment on the story. Probably good. Of course Probably not. good call. That's wild, though. The angels are crumbling. They just got swept by the Rangers. What did I? T- I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. Did you see that uh, that stat? I saw it today on MLB uh, MLB Central that um, Otani's given up 12 runs this whole year on the bump. Seven of them have come that from guy. Jonah Heim. Who, Jonah yeah, what Heim. is that about? Oh, he's got his number, dude. He's like what seven for seven or something? Like five he's for five? Going off, dude. Seven ribeyes off of him insane yeah that's a lot that's that's i think some people just have like some people's numbers just some people that can see guys that most people can't i don't know yes you just wait for it i'm I'm loving this, dude. I'm just going to sit back and just wait for this. Because apparently I'm the only person on the face of the planet that remembers that baseball seasons are 162 games. <laughs> Everybody else is just flipping out as though this is like the the first time Post-season we've had a baseball season. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like we've had we've only had 162 game seasons for I don't know how long. Yeah. I don't know why everybody's freaking out. Just everything will fall into place. You just you just wait. Um, well, not everything is falling into place for a Yankee, former Yankee prospect, Jake Sanford. What, what do you got going on? What's going on over there in your organization, Nate? Clean it up. Yikes. Clean it up. What a scrub, dude. Yankee minor leaguer cut, cut for stealing and selling teammates equipment. He was um, he was with what did I say earlier? Low A. Yeah, I think it was the the Tampa Tarpons, Tampa. Or whatever. Yeah, Tampa Tarpons. I think uh, I think Jason Dominguez is down there. So maybe one of his things. I don't know. I don't know anybody else down there that's like valuable enough to get some money for it. But I won't say names because I don't know if he listens. I don't know if he knows somebody that listens that's a part of the chaser group, but I had a teammate in college that got busted with the same stuff. He faked an injury. And so he was like staying home from practice and he was like stealing stuff out of our dorm rooms and like pawning it literally walking down to the pawn shop. This is Odessa middle of nowhere, Texas. Then he's just pawning stuff. You remember the iHomes? 
Like it was like an alarm clock. You just put your, oh, your yeah, iPod yeah. in. Yeah, the little right? doxed. Yeah. Yeah, he stole mine, sold it. Ate all of our food at all times. And I'm like, yo, you got to go. So he got bounced. Yikes. Yeah. It's just certain people like that, man. It's it's wild. It's, it's no bueno. So, yeah, the Yankees cut Sanford last Thursday following allegations that he stole bats and gloves, attempting to sell them online. He, quote, repeatedly hounded teammates for their equipment. He also, I saw that he defrauded fans because he was signing other people's names. Well, I saw that he would he would sell these things that wouldn't he wouldn't follow through. He wouldn't yeah, he wouldn't, sell, yeah, he wouldn't I saw that too. Ship yeah. the stuff out. Yeah, he wouldn't ship the stuff out, or he didn't. <laughs> he was just signing his his own name on there with some forgery going on. That's tough, man. That's not a good look. Not a good look. Peace out. What was he a third round pick too? I don't know. I think he was pretty high up. Tough look, man. Good luck. And people saying, "Well, the minor leagues, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do." No, no. Not you go, you go get a job too. at Home Depot. You don't. Yeah. You don't driving sell Uber equipment. Like you, yeah, right. Driving Uber around is is one thing. Selling and stealing teammates' equipment. Oh. Not a good look. This, this can't be used as evidence in the whole pay minor leaguers more thing. This is no. just <laughs> this is just not a not a good human being. Like no. You can't be all. doing this. That, What's sorry. funny is that like you're seeing these pictures of him and I'm like, oh, you kinda do look like an asshole. I could just tell in your picture. Wow. See you later. Judging a book by its cover. I have to. Well, no, we've we've read part of the book now. We saw the cover. I saw the cover after hearing this story, and they I was like, "Oh!" The cover. They said, "Here you go. Here's yeah, yeah. Here's, here's what's inside. Here's a little a little snippet, a little cliff note. See you later. You're gone. Good luck gone. ever playing baseball anywhere ever again. Like, enjoy men's league baseball wherever you're from. Enjoy reading about the moon landing conspiracy, because uh, that, my friend, is what we're about to dive into for a little bit. All right, so as I mentioned last Thursday, again, this the conspira- the 30 fake is a con- is a conspiracy segment that we're going to do each Thursday. The 30 at the fake. end of at the end of our Thursday episodes for 10-15 minutes, however long it takes. Last week was the exception because I had a little bit more background knowledge in comparison mm-hmm. to these others. But really the way we're just going to do this, it's really just going to be a thing of us opening the can of worms and just seeing what we find. Yeah, because I I don't really know much about this, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be googling stuff. I don't if we it. have questions, we can we can look up answers to those questions if they exist, and just see what we find. Get the ball rolling for the people that maybe want to explore these things a little more. Maybe they didn't even know this was a conspiracy. Maybe people are just so blinded by their faith in government that they just assume that we landed on the moon. Who knows? It's clear you don't think we did. Does the moon even exist, as we speculated last episode? Why haven't we been back? I don't know, dude. It doesn't make sense. I think we you went can't... there one time after the Neil, Ar- Neil Armstrong landing, and they were just like, meh. Like, it's just a big piece of cheese up here. We don't really we don't need to come back. No, to, but to your point, I, I do think we landed on the moon. I'm just, 
I'm just confused. There, there's other pieces surrounding the situation that just don't make a lot of sense. There's a lot going on that doesn't make sense, dude. I don't. The flag blowing in the wind. All right, let's let's see what we got here. And didn't they say like the? All right, let's go to the Wikipedia page. All right, I'm gonna go. Most what trustworthy. Did you type in? Moon landing conspiracy. All right. The most trustworthy source there is. I need to see some some bullet points here. The most notable claim is that the six crude landings from 1969 to 1972 were faked and that 12 Apollo astronauts did not actually walk on the moon. This we know. That's that's kind of what we're trying to, to figure this out This was because we had to beat Soviet Union up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like this, this is, yeah. We wanted to beat them, show force of power. So this is in like the Cold War era. Right. Well, this is interesting. Various various groups and individuals have made claims since the mid 1970s that NASA and others knowingly misled the public into believing the landings happened by manufacturing, tampering with, or destroying evidence, including photos, tele, telemetry. Is that how you say it? Telemetry. Sure. Sounds good. Tapes, radio, and TV transmissions, and moon rock samples. I don't know, man. Opinion polls opinion polls taken in various locations have shown that between six percent and twenty percent of Americans, twenty five percent of Britons what? And twenty eight percent of Russians surveyed believe that the crew the crude landings were faked. What do you think, man? The first time. Let's, I'm just saying the on. first time. What do you mean the first time? Oh, like, like the, the first. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's look at uh, uh, moon landing flag. All right. Let's see what this article has to offer. The Royal Museums of Greenwich. They said they're going to debunk the flag thing. Hold on. So they've got an they got a picture here of the shadow. It's a photo taken by Neil Armstrong during the Apollo 11 moon landing. Mhm. This image has been taken as proof by conspiracy theorists that the moon landings were faked. Surely if the sun were the only light source, then the shadows should be parallel. Ah. Doesn't this prove that the whole scene was mocked up in a studio with multiple light sources creating different shadow patterns? But then it says, it goes on to say, well, no. There's no stars in the photos. That's kind of interesting. Conspiracy theory. And then they just come back with the press conference and the boys were like, oh, I I don't remember seeing any stars. Did you? <laughs> no. I didn't see any up there. Why would there be stars up in space? That's crazy. One one of the It's the darkest mo- place. Like it's darker than anywhere, right? It's darker than anywhere we we could be on Earth and we see stars down here. 
How do you not see stars up there? All right, this says Buzz Aldrin saluting the proudly waving American flag on the moon remains one of the iconic images of the Apollo 11 mission, a declaration of U.S. supremacy over space race rivals, the Soviet Union. But if there is no atmosphere on the moon, there is no wind, so why is the flag waving? Is That's what this, I'm saying. Is this the proof that conspiracy theorists have been seeking? It says, look again at the image. If you're following along to this segment, go ahead and pull up the image. Just type in Buzz Aldrin saluting U.S. flag. It says, look again at the image, and in particular along the top edge of the flag, and you will find the answer. A telescopic pole has been extended along the top in order to make the flag fly proudly. Yes, in parentheses, NASA really did think of everything. Hmm. Hmm. That's helpful. I don't know if I noticed that that pole at the top. Some footprints going on, too. What's up with the footprints? Isn't there something? Isn't that from them? Yeah, I thought there was something about those footprints. Well, before we get to that. Here, this addresses your earlier question. Conspiracy theory number five. If we really went to the moon in 1969, why have we never been back? That's what I'm saying. Like, why? All right, let me let me read this. Apollo 17, the last Apollo mission to land astronauts on the moon, took place in 1972. Since then, humans have never returned. Maybe that's because we never went to the moon in the first place. Question mm. mark. All I keep seeing is this, uh, all these shadows and stuff. It says this was no grand conspiracy. This was geopolitics. The answer is we changed our priorities, someone said. From a combination of the Vietnam War, but we're, but also there was this geopolitical element of thinking we've won the race. Just as we got good at doing science on the moon, we abandoned it. I don't know. How do you just... How do you just go to the moon, the thing we've been staring up at for years, for decades, for centuries? We make it up there after this valiant effort, this like, yeah, national campaign to get up there. And then you're just like, well, check that nice. box. <laughs> we just don't do that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we've, uh, maybe collectively we've debunked the moon landing conspiracy with a little help from Wikipedia. We solved it. The, the, the flag in the wind one really just, that's the one that I think messes me up a little bit. Yeah, but did you look at the picture and the they said it was a telescopic pole keeping it straight at the at the top. If the, like if there's like waves in the wind or waves in the flag. It's like wavy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I guess after looking at it more 
Hmm. It would just kind of like fall. That's what I'm thinking. Why if would it's it... hanging. If or it's if hanging... anything, it would like go up. Right? Or yeah, I guess I guess fall isn't the right word. I guess it would just be more. I don't know, man. Hmm. It's saying the the lunar module has made no blast craters or any sign of dust scatter when it was landing. Interesting. So here's a question. Tell me if this makes sense. With the way that space works and there not really being an atmosphere, would mm-hmm. every every mark that's made on the moon still be there today? That's what I'm thinking. Or thinking does it footsteps like disintegrate? How does that work? I'm thinking they they got to still be there. Are Neil Armstrong's footprints still on the moon? Yeah. See, look, it says the lunar modules weighed 17 tons and made no mark on the moon dust, yet footprints can be seen beside it. So you're telling me a, a, a man that doesn't weigh the same amount of weight that he does on Earth Walking around leaving footprints, but the the whole freaking aircraft landing doesn't. Mmm. That's interesting. How many tons did you say? Seventeen tons. That's what, thirty-four thousand pounds? That's almost how much I weigh after I go to Chipotle. All right, let, I, I'm on space.com. There, there probably can't be a better source to, to get to the bottom of this than space.com. Assuming space isn't a, a hoax or conspiracy in and of itself. Mm, Who knows? Does space really exist? Interesting. All right, this says the first footprints put on the moon will probably be there a long, long time, maybe almost as long as the moon itself lasts. Unlike on Earth, there is no erosion by wind or water on the moon because it has no atmosphere and all the water on the surface is frozen as ice. Also, there is no volcanic activity on the moon to change the lunar surface features. Nothing gets washed away and nothing gets folded back inside. However, the moon is exposed to bombardment by meteorites which change the surface. One little space rock could easily wipe out a footprint on the moon. And since the moon has no atmosphere, it is exposed to the solar wind, a stream of charged particles coming from the sun. And over time, this acts like a weather. This acts almost like weather on Earth to scour surfaces on the moon. But this process is very, very slow. Mm. So it sounds like they should still be there. What do you find in over there? I'm finding that uh, there apparently is like a bunch of stuff missing, like blueprints of the of the crafts are gone, like the design of the of the little crafts are gone, Um, video gone. That's pretty interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So the. Like video while they're up there. They were supposed to be like filming. There's video going on. It's gone. 
Apollo so 11 says, missing tapes. See? In 2019, NASA reaffirmed that there is no missing footage from Apollo 11 since the video transmissions were relayed to the manned spacecraft. Likely story, NASA. Hmm. I don't know, man. I don't really know how to feel about this. Then they're talking about the... uh... Ooh, ooh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Deaths of NASA personnel. This is interesting. This is just like the JFK stuff, man. Yeah. You get people that have information. Oh, oops, they were in a car accident. Oops, they just got murdered in their sleep. Interesting how that works. Yeah. Ten astronauts and two civilians related to the the crewed space flight program as a part of an alleged cover-up. Theodore Freeman killed... Ejecting from a T-38, which had suffered a bird strike. I mean, that kind of sounds legit. Ooh, Elliot C. and Charlie Bassett died in a T-38 crash in bad weather. Three guys killed in a fire. One guy killed in a car accident. Another guy killed ejecting from a T-38. That's interesting. That's, That's like four guys now killed on the same thing. And you mentioned weather, which many believe is a conspiracy of its own. Yeah. Another guy, two guys killed in crashes, plane crashes, or whatever X-15s and F-104s are. Hmm. Another guy died in a car accident. Yeah, those car accident ones are the ones that get me. It's like, oh, oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, the number of deaths within the American astronaut corps during the run-up to Apollo and during the Apollo missions is similar to the number of deaths incurred by the Soviets during the period of 1961 and 1972. All, all these Soviets, ground training accidents, suicide, car crash, complications of surgery, accident, Oh, man. Come on, dude. What are we doing? All right. Well, I just... think I'm fully hopping on board. Fake. I will say, I was probably... I was probably moderate on the scale here. I was probably moderate, mm-hmm. favoring, favoring the side of truth. So I was probably like middle... You wanted to believe it. You, yeah, want, middle... you want it to be true. Middle slash truth. That, that's where I'm at. But I feel like I'm on the other side now where maybe I'm maybe I'm middle slash fake. I'm going fake. <sighs> wow. Didn't think I'd land here at the end of this 15 minute segment. Me neither. Wow. The 3 0 fake. We're basically Mythbusters. <laughs> I mean,. You read through Wikipedia enough, you're going to discover a lot of stuff. Just another day at the office. Uh, What's our what's our number three? What's the three hundred fake number three going to be next Thursday? Mm. You want to do the Denver airport? I'm down. That one's deep. That one. That one's one's fascinating, dude. The Illuminati. The what's the name of that horse statue out in the front? 
Blucifer. Blucifer, which that just... It's a giant blue horse that's with red be, eyes. Yeah, that's got to be intentional. Naming yeah. a horse after a after Satan? Come on. Yeah. We'll play on words there. Play on words, yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. All right. I'm down. fake number I'm three. It. The Denver Airport slash Illuminati. That there you have better? it. That's that's very good. The the hand effects. Which by the way, if you want to see those alien effects, Ooh. go check us out on YouTube. Go hit that that's subscribe right. button. And enter it in the contest. You're in the contest. Yes. Go subscribe. Get a chance to win a jersey. It's literally one button. Jersey. One in four hundred and ninety eight odds. I mean, why not? What do you got to lose? Get it done. If you want to be a part of the chasers, this is kind of a this is kind of a requirement. Yeah, it's a requirement. It's part of the initiation. Yeah. Yep. But we uh, might even do about, another one at a thousand. Do a little something, something at a thousand. Might even be think. something a little better at a thousand. Yeah, a little something, something. Who knows? Who knows? Hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Let's let's have a good weekend. Let's just crush it this weekend, through and through, everybody. Just crush it. Whatever you're doing. If you're on the couch and you're watching baseball all weekend, crush that. Crush that extra slice of pizza. Even when your girl's like, mm, are you sure you want to eat that? Crush it. If you're going to the gym, crush it. If you're going to a ball game, crush it. What do you think? Is that fair? It's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Sounds like a heck of a weekend. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.